Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 82, Collecting the Digital Memories. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Grady as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. My voice is a little deeper because I'm recording in the morning, which I kind of prefer, but I don't always have that <laughs> chance. But yes, so today I'll sound silky smooth. But of course, it's not about my <laughs> voice. It's all about you. And you say you're doing great. And where are you calling from? Uh, New Hampshire. And we talked a little bit before, so it's a little warmer there than it is here. But uh, yeah, Canada is not known for hot winters unless you know this is a special yeah. year <laughs> new hampshire isn't either really but it's uh we just got a couple mild days and i'll take it let me tell you we had some pretty major snowstorms maybe a week ago so i'm like all right i'm ready to to have it be a little bit warm for a bit i hear we're getting a snowstorm here tomorrow which is fun yay <laughs> but anyways <laughs> it's not about the cold winters it's about this warm discussion we're about to have so before we jump into the topic of today, who is Grady? Uh, my name is Grady Savage. So I live in New Hampshire, like I said, and I am actually a writer and I do a podcast. You know that, Alex. And I am also a um, theater person, you might say. So I stage manage and perform and that's my my job. So the, this hobby is a little bit kind of different than that. I think my job is often other people's hobbies. So I had to find a different hobby to take over. But that's kind of the basics. And I live in New Hampshire with my husband and a teenage stepdaughter. And yeah, well, you seem like you have a lot of hobbies, like the podcasting, the uh, stage, uh, theater. So basically, you could come back on the show for multiple things. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about the one hobby you haven't mentioned yet. But before we do that, you said you had a podcast. And related to that, do you have any social media links or websites that you would love to share so people can come learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website, my like basic website links to everything. So that is um, gradybirdblog.com, which is very silly. It was a nickname that I had and it just stuck. So here we go. Um, but on the blog, it links to everything. So it links to my writing. It links to my podcast. It links to all the things. And that's all focused around um, step parenting. Just so if people want to check it out, that's kind of the, the theme that's happening over there. So your podcast is about step parenting, correct? Yes. The podcast is called the Stepmom Club Podcast. Perfect. I will put all that information below so people can go check it out, follow, support. And I'm sure there's a lot of step parents who are listening to this and they can definitely learn. And people who might consider becoming a step parent and it could be daunting, maybe I have a feeling you are the expert at this point. You have a lot of episodes, so you can teach these people the ways. You will guide them to parenthood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But enough about being a responsible parent. That sounds bad saying that. Let's go to <laughs> hobbies, which is digital scrapbooking. So what is digital yes. scrapbooking for people who might not know what it is? Sure. So there are a couple different types of digital scrapbooking. So there's a particular type that I do, but there are a couple types. So it's essentially scrapbooking, but on a device. So that can mean a computer. It can mean something like a tablet or an iPad, a phone, kind of any of those. And so it's essentially like that old school scrapbooking except on a, a device and you can print out the pages and everything make a book all of that but it is essentially what people used to do you know what in the 90s or whatever with their bright colored paper except right on your screen so that's kind of the the definition there and what is your preferred device to do it on is it on a computer or smartphone or a refrigerator one of those smart tablets 
That'd be pretty well, odd. That would be but... incredible. Do that right <laughs> in your refrigerator. That would be impressive. I usually use my iPad um, or my phone. It's the same. It's you know the same kind of apps that you would use on either device, but the iPad's bigger, so that's usually what I use for it. So you mentioned apps. Do you use more than one app, or do you just use one app for your scrapbooking? Yeah. So there are a bunch of apps out there. I use a main one that's pretty kind of big in the digital scrapbooking world. It's called Project Life and it's free and it's kind of a basic scrapbooking app. And so that's what I use for the base of all of my pages. But there are other apps like Over and you can kind of create digital things and then put them in your scrapbooking app. So you know, I kind of play with it and add different things, but the main app would be the Project Life app and then, you know, other journaling apps and things like that to really create each page because you can get really creative with it or you can be really basic, which is what's awesome about digital scrapbooking is there's not that kind of pressure. That sounds so silly to say pressure from <laughs> scrapbooking, but the old school scrapbooks, right? Like it would be a blank piece of paper and you would have to design this whole thing and that's a lot of pressure if you don't consider yourself like a visually creative person. So the digital scrapbooking is great because you can kind of be as simple or as complicated as you want. And I would imagine, too, like there's templates. So it actually encourages you, OK, like you can get an idea from the template and then work around that. Right. Exactly. And there's a bunch of different templates. So you could stick with just one if you're like, I don't want to make decisions. I'm just going to stick with this one and go with it. Or you can say, oh, I'm going to adjust this one or add this. So, yeah, there are a lot of options. I love that aspect that you can adjust templates because I remember there was a day, not just a day, but in the past, you got the template and that's it. You couldn't work around the template. And yeah. now let's say apps like Canva, you can move around things and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love Canva. Absolutely. It's that kind of thing where you're like, oh, I'm going to adjust this a little bit and you can really tweak it to be exactly what you want it to be. And then end up just deleting everything like All right, I'll start from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I've done it for sure. <laughs> when did you actually get introduced to digital scrapbooking? Was it a person that introduced you to it or was it something that you saw online, an ad or anything else? Yeah. So I was thinking about this and I first got introduced to it probably I would say maybe two or three years ago. So decently recently, it's been a thing for a while. But um, when that that main app that I mentioned, Project Life came out, um, you used to have to buy it. It's free now, but I did buy it. But it was because a scrapbooker who's like pretty famous in the scrapbooking community already had this as a paper format. So Project Life originally was a paper form of scrapbooking and then they changed it into the digital. And so that's how I was introduced to it is I was actually originally trying to use the paper product and it still felt kind of overwhelming to me. And then they, especially because nowadays, right, all of your photos are on your phone or mine are. Most of my photos are on a phone or on a computer. So it was an extra step to have to print them out, try to get everything on paper as a whole thing. Um, and for some people, that's really fun. And for me, it's not. It's it's like an added stress. So it was awesome when I, you know, a couple of years ago, they came out with the app and I got it and just started playing with it and was like, oh, this is a game changer. Like this is this is going to work for me. And so do you still own your first digital scrapbook project you created or that's deleted and it forgotten? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely do. Well, so what I like to do, some people like to just keep them digital, which is totally fine. I actually print them out and then put them in a scrapbook. So it's a physical, it ends up being in an actual scrapbook album. They're just all pages that are created digitally because I like to be able to take it out and 
you know, flip through it. And I've always been, since I was a little kid, I've been a bit of a nostalgic personality. So no one's surprised that I'm interested in this sort of topic. But I used to make photo books and that kind of thing, like on just Shutterfly or whatever, just make a little photo book. But that was just not creative enough. So now it's really nice that I can make these scrapbook pages, but still print them and still have like a physical scrapbook. You don't have to do that. You could just keep them on your device. But for me, that's pretty nice. So I definitely still have everything, even the ones that are like, oh, yikes, that's not (laughs) great. But that's part of it, right? It's fun to look back. Well, on that note, how many do you have? Oh, my gosh. I have um, digital. I have full scrapbooks, probably three. And then I have some smaller projects that are not like a full yearly album, maybe two or three of those. And then I have a two paper scrapbooks too. So a lot, but I've been doing it for several years. So. And okay, this might be an odd question, but how often do you work on your scrap scrapbooks? Is it like one day, like once a week or seven days a week or once a month or once every five years? (laughs) So I... (laughs) So I'm not super consistent. A lot of people are like, on Sunday night, I'm going to scrapbook or whatever, that kind of thing. I'm a little bit like all over the place with my schedule. So what's nice, it's another kind of benefit of the digital is that I can have like just some time in between things and pull out my iPad and work on it a little bit. So sometimes I'm working on it quite a bit, a few times a week. And sometimes I'm just too busy and it goes a little while. And then I spend, you know, several hours working on it. But it's fun for me, so I don't put a lot of pressure on a lot of people, especially if they do chronological scrapbooking. So if they're scrapbooking their year and they want to keep up with it, which I do, I do scrapbook chronologically, but a lot of people feel stressed to always do it once a week. So they're always caught up and I it's a hobby, so I don't want it to turn into that and become a job. So I'm pretty relaxed about how often I do it. So it really varies depending on what else is going on in my life. So you also mentioned the fact that you have some physical ones that you've created and it wasn't necessarily like the most fun because it was stressful, but, and then you have digital ones. What are some benefits of doing digital scrapbooking over traditional scrapbooking on paper? Yeah, absolutely. I think there are so many for, for me. Number one, I am not like seeing a blank piece of paper to some people who scrapbook, that's like the best, right? Like they they can just, their brain is so creative and they can come up with exactly what they want to do for this picture and this, whatever. And my brain doesn't really work like that. That already feels overwhelming. So like the templates we talked about before, it's really helpful for me to have a starting place, even if I end up adjusting everything. It's just having that like already started makes it feel less overwhelming. So if you're a person who the idea of like trying to keep your memories is really appealing, but oh my goodness, like I have to try to create this thing from total scratch is like absolutely not. Then digital scrapbooking is awesome because it gives you a starting place. Um, the portability is amazing because paper scrapbooks are, there's a lot of stuff. So you can't just take it. I can't just throw it in my backpack. Like I can just take my, I mean, my phone comes with me everywhere and my iPad's pretty small. So that's so portable, which is helpful. And then the fact that because they're digital, you know, God forbid something happens, your house floods or something, and all of your scrapbooks get destroyed, you can just reprint all the pages. Like they they still exist, even though the physical copies are uh, maybe not okay. So that's really appealing to me too, because the idea of creating something and then like completely losing it would be really devastating for a lot of people who consider themselves like memory keepers or or just really into photos or nostalgia or that kind of thing, that would be such a nightmare, right? Like losing all of your photos. And so that's a benefit to me that 
you kind of already always have a backup because you can reprint. Speaking about having a backup, I don't know about you, but for me, for my podcast, I back up my podcast on my computer and also on an external hard drive. Do you do that as well? Because I know there's a cloud for the scrapbook, but do you also back it up on an external hard drive? I back it up. So, so this is like maybe a little bit wild, but I back everything up on my actual computer, which I don't scrapbook on the computer. I scrapbook on the iPad, but I send everything. So it's on the computer on a hard drive. And also I use several different cloud sites. So that's for everything, not just my scrapbook pages for everything that's on my phone, my phone, I will back it up on more than one cloud device, also on a computer, also on a hard drive. I'm like a little bit of a crazy person about backing (laughs) stuff up. But it's with my podcast too. It's exactly like that. Like I don't, I can't lose all of these things. So they need to be backed up. Their backups need to have backups. So yeah, absolutely. Well, if you're a crazy person, then I'm a crazy person too, because I, what I do is I have two external hard drives and I back up the exact same thing on both of them. So if one goes away, I just buy another one and just back it up on that one. And I upload, I yes. back it up on the cloud. So yes, we are the same. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's important Well, because they fail and you don't want that to be your only, your only backup of everything. What a nightmare. It's like I wanted to give you two keys for a car. It's, <laughs> if you lose one, then <laughs> yep. you have the extra one. <laughs> then you've got it ready just in case. <laughs> <laughs> now, you were mentioning templates and creation. Do you use reoccurring templates throughout your scrapbooks or do you like creating new ones every time? Yeah. So I love to try to keep a lot of the templates consistent week to week. So what I'll usually do is my main. So because I do scrap uh, scrapbook chronologically, I'll keep the sort of same templates for most of the day-to-day stuff. And then if there's a holiday or a trip or kind of something else that's a little bit special, that's usually when I'll bust out like some of the more either interesting templates or go figure something out on my own and then import it into the app. Like just that's kind of where I get a little bit more creative with the templates, but I like the consistency. It also just helps me get it done. Like instead of getting so behind because every single template has to be unique and oh, I used this one last week and all that. I like the consistency. I think it looks nice. It's easy for me. And then when there's a big trip or, you know, Christmas time or whatever happens, that's when I can kind of bring in some new things and try them out in there. So that's kind of how I work. But there are lots of people who do so many different things with their scrapbooking and then also digital scrapbooking. But I love I love consistency. So that works for me. And it makes it a lot easier for future projects. You don't have to go back and create something new. You have something there you can work on. And I, exactly. I, I appreciate that. It's like this. I have the same format. I have I've done what, 82 episodes and I have the exact same intro every single time. Good day, everyone. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And I always get excited <laughs> when I introduce my guests and I have the honor to have eh, as my guest. <laughs> it's my yes, template. It's fun. <laughs> and it adds, it just keeps it, it just keeps it consistent and it keeps it something like that's really important to me is just keeping it something that I enjoy doing nowadays, right? Like everybody, the tricky thing about hobbies, I'm sure you hear this all the time or you know this from just all your work with a podcast, but is that so many, hobbies are encouraged to become monetized or to become something else, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm because so much of the rest of my life is art things that are my actual job, like theater is my jobs, although it's also an art form. I just want to keep this just fun. I just want this to be fun. (laughs) So doing anything that's going to stress me out about it, I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't want that. I'm just going to use the same template. Like that's really my focus for sure. I know exactly what you mean. I was just, I'm the same with my music. 
I had a chance to make it monetize and like sell it and produce because I produced re recorded other artists as well, but I never charged them anything because I wanted to do it just for the love of music. And the idea that I would make it monetize is that people would expect it to come out on a certain time and they would get in the way of my school and other stuff like that. And it was like my escape from reality. And when I had a long yes. day, you just come back and you don't have to do it for anybody else but yourself. A hundred percent. Exactly. That's exactly it. And I think it's like, it's not a problem. It's great when people decide to monetize things, but I also think it's great to have things in your life that are just because you like to do them and you don't have to be the best at it. You don't have, it's just what you like to do. So you do it. I think that's important. I think that's, uh, uh becoming a little bit cloudy right now in the, in the culture. So I'm excited to have something that I'm just like, this is just fun for me and I'm going to do it. And that's why I have you here just to talk about the fun and the passion of it. Yeah. I love it. Back to scrapbooking. <laughs> no, we just went on a tangent about hobbies, but no, but back to the scrapbooking, what kind of scrapbooks do you create? Are like, what kind of themes do you do usually? Is it revolved? Cause you mentioned holidays at one point too. Yeah. So I like to, I've done a couple of little like special ones, like um, my nephew, I've been working on a scrapbook for him and that sort of thing. But usually I do a yearly book for my family. So literally I have cards for each week. So it's like week one, this is what we did. Week two, this is what we did. Um, and so it does include all of those really fun things and birthdays and holidays. And we went on this trip and all of that, but it's also just, man, this is a podcast we're listening to. This is a TV show we're watching. This is just kind of that normal day-to-day -day stuff. Because when I look at photos, you know, from my parents, for example, the post photos are really cute and I like to see them and it's really adorable, but man, my favorites are just the random candidates of them doing stuff where somebody just happened to take a photo of them and they're just hanging out in their room and you can see like their hilarious teenage room decor in the background <laughs> and like just the real life stuff. And so that's what I try to create for our family. So even looking back in old scrapbooks that are only just a couple years old, it's really fun. There's like, I specifically remember a, a page where it's just like the first couple weeks of January. So we're just talking about what we're doing. And one of them is like, uh, Christopher, that's my husband. Christopher and I are listening to this new podcast called Serial. We really like it. Like, you know, whatever. And now I'm like, oh, geez, that became a whole thing. Like just things like that where you don't necessarily know later that you're going to care about those little details. But those are what's really fun to remember. So I try to get a lot of the like real life stuff in there. Yeah. I don't know if you watched The Office, but there was a line that. Uh, oh, and we watched The Office. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line that Andy said. He's like, I wish there was a way to remember the good times mm. while you're currently in them. While you're still in them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We dressed up. We dressed up as the office characters for Halloween. Oh, we love that. That's awesome. And I bet you it's in the <laughs> scrapbook as well. Oh, oh, you know it is. Absolutely. <laughs> so you tend to get inspirations from like everyday life things and little moments and just so in that on that case or in that situation, how many pictures do you tend to take? I know it might be a really tough question, but let's say for Halloween, for example, how many pictures would you take? to make potential material for the scrapbook? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, I take a fair amount of photos, but I'm really, it's sort of strange as a person who really loves memory keeping, really loves photos. Like I said, I've always been that way. I always loved photos. I always loved all that. I'm kind of like a nostalgic personality. I take a fair amount of photos, but I am not that guy with a camera attached to their face. I'm kind of on very intentional about that. I like to take a moment and take the photos that I want and then just 
put it down and be in the moment. I feel like those few photos are enough to remind me to like get my memory back for that moment. And then I can just be in the moment and I don't need to be sitting behind the camera for three hours. Um, That's just me. I've gotten better at this when I was younger. I was a little bit more, I'm kind of introverted. So it was very easy to just to just be like, I'm going to be the person who takes the pictures because then I have a task. But now I'm a little bit more like, I'm going to take a few and then I know I have enough that I can represent this on a scrapbook page or in a video or whatever I'm doing. So I'm going to set this down. So I don't go super crazy. I kind of get the few photos that I think I'll want and then I'm, and then I let that be okay. You know, even if I don't have the perfect photo, it's not, it's not about having the perfect photo. It's about having something that will remind me of that day or that experience. You're capturing the moment and then you're living in the moment afterwards. Exactly. That's really important to me. So so I don't I'm not super snap heavy, actually. I do take I think sometimes probably more than taking a ton of photos. It's that I'll take photos of things that you might not expect someone to take photos of just like, oh, this like thing that might seem random around your house. But to me, I'm like, oh, I know it's not always going to be this way. And I want to remember it how it is now, like that kind of thing. I'm more likely to take mm, unexpected photos than like a ton of photos. Yeah, my parents did that when I was a kid. There's a picture of me eating cereal, but I fell asleep beside the cereal bowl with like cereal in my (laughs) mouth. (laughs) So that's a picture I go back to every time because I'm like, oh, Um, that describes me perfectly. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yes, that sort of thing. Exactly. Oh, I love that. That's hilarious. And so do you prefer to do scrapbooking alone or with other people? So I have done both. I think I prefer, honestly, I prefer to do it alone or I guess, you know, sometimes I'll be like other people will be in the room, but I'll just be working on it by myself. It's such a, uh, Yeah, by myself, basically, although I'm okay if other people are around, but I don't necessarily like need or want input because it's such a personal thing, you know, so I guess it's sort of both is your answer. But (laughs) I a lot of times will just like hole up in my room and work in it alone. And I'm happy as can be doing that. But if other people are around, that's okay, too. But usually it's by myself. And on that note, have you ever taught anybody about scrapbooking or how to scrapbook? Let's say your kid. I have definitely gone over it a little bit. She is <laughs> she is 15 and very much does not care. Oh. <laughs> she likes the scrapbooks. She likes the actual scrapbooks. So she likes the outcome of the scrapbooks, but she's not interested in, you know, doing it herself or anything. But I've definitely shown her around the app a little bit and she thinks that's neat, but she doesn't really care about it. I've honestly more taught like taught might be too strong a word, but if I'm working on the app or something and someone asked me about it, like the a perfect place to work on scrapbook pages is in a plane because you're just sitting there. You have nothing else to do. And so I've done that many a time or on a train or anything. And so a lot of times strangers will be like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? So I've told them about the app and that sort of thing. But I haven't kind of in depth taught anybody about it. I don't think I really have anybody in my life who's like super interested in it. It's kind of a nerdy hobby, right? But I would. I sure would. I would love to. I talk about it a lot, but I taught might be too strong a word. It's an awesome hobby. It's, it's not nerdy at all. It's an awesome hobby. Hopefully <laughs> people listening to this would be interested and maybe pick it up and get in contact with you. And then you can create a friendship oh, or yeah. a connection. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'm doing my part on that end. And a random question popped up in my head. But have you ever, let's say you print, you say you printed out some of your books or not the books, but your scrapbooks. Have you ever noticed that you made a mistake? in your scrapbook. My wife made a scrapbook of our wedding and we got married on July 29th, but in the scrapbook, she wrote September 29th. (laughs) And she took a Sharpie and just scratched it out. (laughs) That's well, you got it. That's that. Wow. That's, 
incredible. <laughs> so two weddings. Um, yeah. I definitely, yeah, exactly. Just she just wants two anniversaries. That's very smart, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I've definitely made mistakes. That's a nice thing about um, because I print all the pages individually. I've made mistakes, and then I just fix it, and then I just reprint it because it's just one page. So it's like what, like a dollar to print the page out. So I just, I just fix it and then reprint it. If it's a major mistake, if it's little, I'm just kind of like whatever about it, but. If it was something where I was like, oh, that's fully incorrect, I would just reprint it. But if it was a whole book, I would probably just, eh, it is what it is. But <laughs> that's the nice thing about printing the pages individually is that I'm just, I'm able to say, oh, whoops, that's like a pretty, I want to fix that. And then I can just print that one, that one page again. F following that train of thought, would you consider yourself a perfectionist when it comes to designing a page? In other words, like you need it to be perfect before you print it. Um, no, not even a tiny bit. Uh, I like it to look nice. I want it to look like how I want it to look, but I think it's a benefit of, it's very wild that this is my hobby because I don't really consider myself a very inclined visual arts person per se. My stepdaughter is like an amazing artist and she can draw and she's just, she's got that, like her brain works that way. I'm a little bit more analytical. And so I don't necessarily consider myself like the most visually creative. Like all I can like the the performing arts all about it. But but visual is just kind of not what I would consider my forte. So I am not at all a perfectionist. I just want me to think that it looks good. And that's it. I kind of don't really care about anything other than that. Or if it's a little bit off, I'm like, meh. The more important thing to me is that our memories are getting documented. Like that is what it's about for me. It's about fun because it's a fun hobby. And then it's about I want to be able to have this to look back on. So if something is taking me too long to decide, I'm getting stressed out about it. It's like you in 10 years, you're not going to care if like this color doesn't match slightly <laughs> or like it's slightly off centered or whatever. Like, yes, of course, you want it to be as good as it can be. But if it's distracting me from the normal purpose, I just let it go. You know what? I was the same. Like for a few years, I would just videotape like family events and stuff like that. I wouldn't post it online, but I would just videotape it and say, today is December 24, 2016 and stuff like that. And just go to yep. every individual and ask something. And then when we look back at it, like, wow, Alex, you were so bald. I'm like, yes, I know I'm still bald. But other stuff <laughs> like that. It's just I, I like the idea of just capturing memory and having it there for you and your family. Yeah. And on that note, I don't know if it's really that note, but has criticism been a thing that had an impact on you? So let, let's say somebody saw your scrapbook and said, oh, I don't like this or you could do this better. Has that ever had an impact on you? No, um, I definitely it's wild because there are definitely people who create incredible digital pages. I mean, they're amazing. And like I could see I could see people feeling stressed out if they're like sharing their pages and they're like, this is not as nearly as like stunning as this other page. But again, because my I want them to look nice, but my ultimate goal isn't about the aesthetic of it. So I really I'm not worried about it to me. I'm like, if it has my family in it, it has our stories like it's perfect to me. Like, that's exactly what I want. And the people who see I've shared a few online, but mostly it's like the people who see it are our family anyway, who they're not scrapbookers. So their expectations are not sky high. And then they're just they're like, that's a photo of me. So I'm excited to look at it like that's, you know, it's like that. So it hasn't really affected me at all. I think if I was if I had did sort of focus most on the aesthetic, then it would be a different conversation. But since it's just more about the stories, I'm just not really worried about it. At this point, you're like, take it or leave it. I don't care. 
I made it, I loved it, and that's it. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And on a personal level, what would you say is the best part about digital scrapbooking? Oh my gosh, the best part is when people look at the scrapbooks. There's nothing better than when people take out the scrapbooks and they're looking through it. So when Jess, my stepdaughter, is over um, with her friends and she's like looking through the books that's the best. My nephew, he, he comes over and he'll look through them and laugh at every photo of himself because he's three. And uh, that sort of thing. There's nothing better than when people are looking through it and going, oh, I remember this or this day was so fun or it brings up a story. That's the best part. The actual scrapbooking is awesome and so much fun and I love it. But at the end of the day, the best part is everybody getting to see and getting to remember and getting to talk about all of these things that we've done as a family. I could always also imagine people would look at a picture like, wait, I don't remember this. Do you remember this? And it just starts a conversation and stories like, yeah, you did that thing. You're like, all right. Yes, 100%. <laughs> well, because they're also, right? It's so interesting because almost all of the photos are from my phone or my camera. So often they're photos that they maybe haven't ever seen before, but they're kind of immediately triggering a memory of an event that we all did together or It's just really fun. It's the best. I completely understand. And I I agree with it 100%. It just brings that nostalgia and that good, warm feeling. Yeah. And uh, so this is a really tough question. But what has scrapbooking taught you in life? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. A lot. Honestly, there's it's so cheesy, but it's really true. It's like so many things change without you even knowing it. Obviously, there are major things that change if somebody you know, something tragic happens, somebody moves, somebody passes away, all those you kind of know, you're not you're not expecting it, but you know, that's going to happen in life. But so many little things change that you don't think about, or the gradual sort of changes of life or evolution of your home or your family, or like, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that she used to not have two front teeth. And now she doesn't like, man, remember (laughs) that? Or she used to say XYZ phrase or all those things that you kind of don't remember until they're past. It's exactly like it's Andy. It's Andy from the office. Like we don't know we're in the the good old days until we left him. It's just it's really taught me that those little things matter and that you don't always know when things are going to change and that that's not a bad thing. It can actually be like great and awesome. But really valuing those things that you that you're taking for granted in the moment. I think it's like it's really taught me to to treasure those specific moments, not just the big parties and celebrations and whatever, but the little moments, the little things that, you know, suddenly you're like, oh, I guess you don't like carry your stuffed animals downstairs with you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you totally used to do that. Like just those little things that it's it's easier. I think it really does make me in the current moment recognize and cherish those things more because I document our life. It's the little things that make life grand. No, I yeah. completely yeah. agree. It's it's beautiful thing. And if you blink, you might just miss it kind of thing. It's a cheesy saying, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's why you take a picture. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, we haven't really touched this, but has digital scrapbooking ever stressed you out? Let's say either the app didn't work correctly or the connection didn't work or the pictures didn't come out the quality that you want. Like when I say quality, it was like say blurry or there's some, sure. yeah, anything like that. Yeah. So um, the actual process of digital scrapbooking hasn't really stressed me out. If a photo, like for example, the the app will tell you like, oh, this photo is too low res to be in this 
photo spot or you need to make it smaller or whatever, those sorts of things. And that's sometimes annoying, but not really like it doesn't really stress me out. But what has stressed me out is if it's been a period of time where I've been really busy. And so I've been I'm pretty consistent with taking the photos. But like I said, sometimes if it's a really crazy time, I might not be able to work on it for a few weeks. And that's what will stress me out sometimes is feeling like, oh, I'm behind. I haven't caught up on this month or this whatever. But it's it's just a sort of a conversation. I have to remind myself that like that's not what it's about. It's not about being stressful. And also digital is really fast if you want it to be. If you're not adding bells and whistles and if you just – if you're like – dang, it's been a month and I just want to record this month and I'm just going to use simple templates and I'm not going to really add any bells and whistles and I'm just going to get the pictures on the page, some words on the page and call it a day. It goes really fast. So I think it's mostly only ever stressed me out if I felt like I'm behind and I'm, oh man, I want to be further on this project. But the actual logistics really have been, you know, knock on wood, pretty, pretty simple and haven't really caused any major issues. No, that's that's completely fair. And yeah, I can't see anybody being too, too stressed doing scrapbooking because it's a very calm, relaxing de-stressor. Right. Unless you're like very aggressive scrapbooker. I, I, I don't know. You're just really like <laughs> punching the screen, trying to get this done. You're trying to get the precise, precise to like the down to like the millimeter. Like, all right, it needs to be in this yeah. perfect angle. And then it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, when you're trying to adjust a photo, you're trying to get, let's say, 290 the size, but it goes to like 292 or 289 you're like trying to get yeah. that 290 just back and forth ah. it's got that magnet has that ever happened to you where it has like a magnet effect where you try to like adjust it but it keeps going not where you yeah, want well, it to go every so often what will happen is which is honestly it's user error but if i'm trying to put like a photo in a certain spot and it's not gonna fit right with the orientation of the photo like say it's a i the spot is like a little more square and the photo is longer, like trying to get it exactly centered in a way that will still tell the story that I want with the photo can be pretty annoying. But that's just me. I could just choose a different <laughs> spot where it would actually fit correctly. But sometimes I don't want to. I'm just like, no, I'm going to make this work. But that's fun to me. That's not stressful. That's like fun to try to figure out. You sound like a person that loves challenges and I, I'm the same. I do. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, really? You're not going to fit? I'm going to make this happen. Watch me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, what would you say was your biggest challenge when you first started digital scrapbooking? Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. It was just all the choices because there are such extensive options in even just if you choose one app. If you just use the Project Life app, there are still so many templates, so many different kind of decorative cards that you can choose from, so many, just so many different things. And so... I love a lot of things. And so trying to kind of decide what direction I wanted things to go or if I wanted to theme something or whatever, that was probably my biggest challenge just because I could spend – I'm also a big nerd in general. So I like to research things. So I will look at every single thing. I will read every article. I will do all the things. And sometimes I can get a little bit in the weeds about it. And so I want to look at every option before I choose is always kind of a challenge in my world. So that was probably the biggest challenge when I started. It's just like letting myself actually do the thing and maybe do some things that a year later I'd be like, oh, yikes. But that in the moment I was trying it, I was doing it and seeing what happened. But that's I feel like that's like a life thing, right? Like you just have to try it and then see how it goes and 
and you'll you'll improve. So that's probably my biggest challenge. It's kind of like cooking. You know, you can't get it perfect like the first time you try cooking in your life. You're going to mess up a oh, few yeah. times. You like don't even know what the words mean when you first start. <laughs> so like you just got to try it and see what happens. What is boil? I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Google that. Yes, Google that. And uh, D, so what is your current biggest challenge these days? I don't know. Probably just wanting. There are a lot of projects that I want to do. Like I obviously I have had the app for a few years since 2016, I think. So I want to go back and do like other years in digital that I don't already have scrapbooks for. But that takes a lot of time. So just trying to figure out how much to focus on this current year and what we're doing now and how much to focus on past years. But it's really just because I want to spend more time than I have doing it. So I have to focus on what's kind of the most important. So that's probably my biggest challenge. And to go to a darker side of the conversation, what are some <laughs> misconceptions about people who do digital scrapbooking? Oh, man, I don't know if it's specifically about digital scrapbooking, but misconceptions about scrapbooking in general is like you're 100 years old. You know, you just sort of hide away in your room and don't really talk to anybody. A lot of times I also think because old school scrapbooking layouts would often even just have like one photo and then a ton of creative elements, which is great. There's no problem with that. But it's that like the storytelling aspect, which is so in the scrapbooking world is so big right now, but is also such an important element of digital scrapbooking. I think people think it's just like a photo on a page with some like clip art attached to it. And you're like, no, no, no. It's a lot about like telling your story and what do you want to have like preserved for posterity. And it's kind of, I think it's viewed as a little bit floaty. And I think a lot of people who do it are really serious about having things preserved for their family, for their posterity, for themselves. And it's not just like, oh, I like cutting things with scissors or, <laughs> you know, putting clip art on a page. It's it's more about like the heart of the matter than I think the external uh, view of it might be. Kind of like it's more about the journey rather than the destination. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's more about it's more about the process and it's more about the fact that it's meant to mean something to people. It's not just like, I like pretty colors, so I'm putting them on a page. There's nothing wrong with liking pretty colors and putting them <laughs> on a page, but I think it's just deeper than that. And I think the perception is that it's a little bit like, uh, yeah, floaty, a little bit not uh, not grounded. And this, this question randomly popped up in my head, but you've used this app for a few years now. Is there anything that you would like to see in this app to improve, let's say, the experience for you, whether it's uh, faster or I, I don't even know. What could they do to improve? That would be the ideal application or additional thing they could add. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly. The app. So on a scrapbook page, right, if you open a scrapbook, there are two sides, right? There's a right and a left side. And so that would be each page is considered like a layout. But then the whole page is also kind of considered its own layout, like its own visual. So if you are a person which like I said earlier, I'm not super perfectionist, but if you're a person who wants your both sides of the layout to match, the app only shows you one page. You can see them next to each other, but it's a little bit tricky. You have to like save it in a certain way. And it would be great if there was an option to work on either one page layout or a two page layout, because that way, if you're a person who is working on both pages and does want them to be cohesive, you could really easily do that at once instead of jumping back and forth between the pages. So that's what I would do. You know what you need? You need like uh, you need your iPad and let's say your phone both beside each other. So you got one page yes. on one side and then the other page on the other side. Like, OK, now That's, I can work. <laughs> I might do that. I might do that. <laughs> Just have the visual both at once. If this application is listening to this episode right now, if this is a new uh, 
feature you want to include, I'm sure Grady would love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you want to present this hobby to the world or keep it more for yourself? The hobby itself, man, I think everybody should be doing it. I think every I just think it's so helpful and practical and useful and awesome to see your memories on a page. So I'm like all about the world could totally have this hobby. I don't think the world needs to see all of my personal <laughs> scrapbooks, but the hobby itself. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just don't know about it. I think they just straight up don't even know it's a thing. Yeah. I know. You know what? We don't need, I know it sounds like an old fart saying this. You don't need to share it on Instagram and stuff like that. Oh, you can keep it for yep. yourself and and you can appreciate it for what it is. And yeah, I know I sound like an old fart because I base like I share stuff on Instagram because of my podcast. But yes, you can keep stuff for yourself, too. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like my stuff. We can keep keep to myself. The hobby in general. Yeah. All about it. So it'd be kind of selfish if I kept this podcast for myself. I just interview people and just yeah, <laughs> I like listening to other people's hobby, but not share it with the world. It's just for myself. <laughs> you just start having 82 separate hobbies yes, and you're exactly. like it's fine don't worry about it between the interviews i do all the all the hobbies people i have actually interviewed so right now right after this episode i'm gonna go scrapbooking i'm gonna go take pictures <laughs> of stuff and just make a scrapbook with yes. ipad and phone so i can look at both layouts at the same time <laughs> you're ready now you're ready <laughs> now we we talked about this at the beginning of the episode but we'll just give a reminder for people do you have any websites or links or anything that you'd like to share to the listeners Sure. Yeah. You can find me at gradybirdblog.com. And then every social media out there is just gradybirdblog. So it's the same name. You can find me everywhere. And that links to my writing and my podcast and, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. That's perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can go check it out, follow you, support, like, thumbs up, star, high five. I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> things. And just show some love. Thank you. And the last question, I feel pretty comfortable with this one, but you never know. I'm never good at this one either way. But do you have any questions for me about digital scrapbooking or just scrapbooking in general? I do. So I am curious when you first heard that I thought about maybe talking about digital scrapbooking, did you have any clue what it was and what were your thoughts about it? Just your preconceived notions about it. When you first told me you did digital scrapbooking, uh, at first I'm like, okay, I think I think I knew what it was. Like I didn't think you would have to print it out. It was just all saved on the phone. It was kind of like a slideshow, like a P uh, PowerPoint kind of thing, where sure. it was like digital and slideshow. But my wife's done has done it, so I'm like, oh wait, yeah, because I like I have a memory that I just forget. I'm like, oh oh yeah, that's what it is. So after <laughs> I actually thought of it more, I'm like, yeah, oh my wife did it and. So it's that. I didn't know you did it on your phone. I thought it would have been more challenging doing it on phone, but I feel like you have it down to a science. And I'm yeah. like, damn, I was curious. I wanted to actually see you in process. I know it sounds creepy saying that. I just want to see you in process creating the scrapbook, just standing beside you like, okay, so that's how she's maneuvering her thumb on the screen. How do you do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you could do that. And she's got, you got your iPad and your phone like, oh my gosh, she's multitasking. <laughs> but uh, Totally. Oh, that's funny. That's great. Other than that, uh, I kind of knew a little bit about it, but uh, my wife like tries to do it once a year, like try to gather up our memories of what happened that year. And yep. I think we have four or five books now. And uh, like the first one she did like you, where it was like, uh, but I want to say did like you, like the first, first one is like paper and pictures. And she's like, oh, yep. and then she, I think she went with Shutterfly. 
for the one where she made the mistake of July 29th <laughs> instead of, or no, September 29th instead of July 29th. So <laughs> that's so funny. That's that's hilarious. I mean, I'm sure she probably doesn't think it's hilarious, but I think it's hilarious. She, she no, she finds it funny too because we also gave okay, a good. book because it was our wedding book. We gave it to our parents, so she went into the book and like took a sharpie. He's like, nope, July 29th. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad she has a sense of humor about it. That's really funny. Hey, things happen. Exactly. It's those little moments that make it grand. So that that just made the book even better because it's got that human mistake that made it funny. Yeah, and... now it's a story. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great book and it's a story. It's two in one. I love it. Yeah, you know, we were supposed to get married on July 29th. We got cold feet, so we moved it to the 29th of September. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, uh, so yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Grady, for coming on and just sharing your passion i had a great time talking to you and you get to learn more about me how i slept with food in my mouth as a kid i was so responsible <laughs> as captured on photo and i got to learn more about you and your passion for digital scrapbooking and i can't thank you enough for coming on thank you so much for having me this was such a great time i really appreciate it so wait how does it feel to be on the other end of the mic <laughs> so strange oh my goodness so strange i'm like He's going to ask me something. What's he going to say? Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's fun, really fun, but just I'm not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird experience. I didn't ask you questions like, what was your favorite color when you were four? Like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, great. No, wait, blue. <laughs> <laughs> blue, bye. <laughs> Wrong. <No. laughs> Either way, if you want to learn more about Grady, you can go check her out in the description below. There's a bunch of links there I'll share so you guys can go support her and do everything you need to do. She's a very friendly person and I'm sure she'll be very welcoming to answer any question you may have, whether it has to do with theater, scrapbooking, or even podcasting. So I do highly recommend you go check her out. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share with them because somebody might be going through a hard time and digital scrapbooking or just scrapbooking in general can be a very soothing, helpful process. You can do it alone or you can do it with family and friends. And yeah, you don't need to share with the world. You could just share with a few people or not even share with anybody. Just keep it for yourself. It's up to you. It's completely up to you. So once again, thank you so much, Grady. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. So Thanks. until the next episode... Make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>